What's up, guys? Cloud back with you today. We're in day nine, Matthew chapter two, verse three. We're still in those first few verses of Matthew two that we're all kind of familiar with. The Magi, the wise men, they come from the east. This is this whole story. They're coming to worship Jesus, and Herod finds out. So we're in that section, Matthew chapter two, verses three through six. Now this is titled the the devotional in the book. If you're following along, John Piper titles this. Two kinds of opposition to Jesus, and I'm going to kind of run with that. Let's first read it. When Herod, the king, heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet, quote, And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. And so we see, again, yesterday the Magi come. They're these foreigners. They're, you know, kind of astrologers, weirdos that you would least expect to be worshiping Jesus and receiving a message from Yahweh. And they are the ones that come to worship. Meanwhile, you have these chief priests and these scribes and uh, the puppet king Herod who's been installed by Rome, and he's neither accepted by the Jews nor really fully respected on the Roman side of things. So when we see in this text two kinds of opposition to Jesus, that's that title, what are the two kinds of opposition to Jesus that we're seeing here in this text? Well, you have either indifference or hostility. But they're both opposition to Jesus. So the two kinds of opposition to Jesus is indifference or hostility. And what's interesting, I've studied this for years, but one of the things that always gets pointed out is that at least, you know, at least hostility, like just outright hostility to Jesus is at least that's logical. I mean, at least it's honest, right? You're saying that you're recognizing Jesus for who he is. And you think he's a threat to, you know, your, your way of life, your control over certain circumstances, whatever. And you're saying, I, you're threatening to me. I reject that and I'm against you and I don't want that. And so in a sense, at least it's logical. You you think about Herod's kind of situation, right? He was this puppet King. Uh, He was an Edomite, which we saw in Malachi chapter one, verse four, you know, they didn't really see him as a true Jew. And then he's a Roman appoint, appointee, you know, he's a puppet king. So he's vulnerable to all sorts of other threats, political, that kind of thing. Not to mention the internal uh, threat, you know, who, who's going to be the true Davidic king. And so he's, he's living in fear constantly. His kingdom, his world is, is, you know, threatened by this prophecy that the Jews all believe in Israel, the Israel's Davidic king is coming and uh, he's, threatened by that. And so the rest of Jerusalem's threatened too. They're worried. So, I mean, you can kind of see where they would prefer that Jesus just kind of go away, right? Like they're worried about how crazy and insane Herod will react and fear the atrocities that are going to result, right? Because he's crazy. Look at some of the historical things like Herod, he was crazy, like vicious, bloodthirsty, he was paranoid. Anytime he suspected a plot or someone, uh, he would have them killed. And, and 
he even went so far as to murder his own wives and sons at various times because he didn't trust them. So this guy's a nut job and he finds Jesus, you know, a threat to his thing. He's acting in a hostile way. And you can imagine some of the populace might be be along with that too, because they're having to live under Herod's rule. So you can imagine some of the, the, the civilian population would be against Jesus and people talking about that, et cetera. And so that's the hostility. Like you, you see how that's logical, uh, you know, it's understandable, that kind of a thing. The other kind of hostility to Jesus, the opposition to Jesus, is just straight up indifference. Um, and, and you see this in the text by looking at the chief priest and the scribes, right? So they're working for Herod, and he's like, hey, what, what's going on? Look up, look this up for me. What, what's going on? These magi are coming to worship the so-called king. What is this? Where is he? And the chief priests and scribes look it up and, and they know the prophecy, right? They've got, and they read it verbatim. They say, and you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah are by no means the least among the rulers of Judah, for shall, from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd. So they know, like, oh yeah, this is, this is the, the prophecy. Something's going on. This is probably the, the next king of the Davidic line. And they're like, meh. Anyway, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't care. Whatever. Like, you know what I mean? There's no record of them ever showing up and worshiping. There's, no, there's nothing. It's just indifference. And so indifference is the illogical way to oppose Jesus, right? It's to ignore all the facts, you know, just not care but you don't have an option. You know, you, you got to at least do something with Jesus. You can't just shrug the creator and the sustainer of the universe off who's holding every molecule in your body together. You got to decide what to do. And indifference is the, is the path of opposition to Jesus that makes the least sense, right? I'm not advocating you be hostile to Jesus. I'm just saying it, when you consider opposition, rejecting Jesus, there's hostility and there's indifference and indifference doesn't make sense. You have to decide what to do with Jesus. And so that's the takeaway today. You know, if you're listening to this podcast, the likelihood of you being a believer is pretty high, right? I don't think a lot of unbelievers just listen to this for the sake of it. You're listening for Bible reading and to be encouraged. You're already a believer. And so when you hear the takeaways like, all right, you need to decide what to do with Jesus. Don't be indifferent, right? You're like, oh, oh okay. Yeah, I've already done that. But even if you're a Christian today, we need to not settle, don't settle for the indifference of Jesus in our daily life. And that's a constant battle, whether you've been a Christian for a year or 20 years, right? Or longer. We are not yet fully comprehensively redeemed this, the other side of heaven. So we still live in this world. We still struggle with sin patterns and flesh. And so we have war. It's war. That's what the Christmas story is a battle story. It's a war. We're still in it. It's been won, but there's many battles this side of eternity to fight uh, for the wars over men's hearts. And so that includes us. If you're a Christian today, don't settle for the indifference of Jesus in your daily life. You Don't settle for the indifference of Jesus in your daily life. Me, Cloud, don't settle for the indifference of Jesus in my daily life. Lack of awe and worship of Jesus automatically results in having awe of everything else, a hobby, a person, 
a situation, a job, whatever it is. And so decide what to do with Jesus today in your life. Are you going to be indifferent or are you going to fall down and worship him like the Magi do? Hope these episodes have been helpful for you, reading the devotional, whatever you decide. We will see you on the next episode. Y'all have a great day and we'll see you then.